0: This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Folklore of the Santal Paragonis. Translated by Cecil Henry Bompas. Part 1, Number 5. Carmu and Darmu. Recorded by Kirk Thomas, Atlanta, Georgia. There were once two brothers, Karmu and Dharmu. Karmu was a farmer, and Dharmu was a trader. Once when Dharmu was away from home, Karmu gave a religious feast, and did not invite Dharmu's household. When Dharmu returned and learnt this, he told his wife that he also would perform the ceremonies in his house. So they set to work and were employed in cooking rice and vegetables far into the night and karam gosain came down to see what preparations darmu was making in his honour and he watched from the back of the house just then darmu strained off the water from the cooked rice and threw it out of the window and it fell on karam gosain and scalded him and as the flies and insects worried the wound Karam Gosain went off to the Ganges, and buried himself in the middle of the stream. As he had thus offended Karam Gosain, all Darmu's undertakings failed, and he fell into deep poverty, and had not even enough to eat, so he had to take service with his brother Karmu. When the time for transplanting the rice came, Darmu used to plow and dig the ditches and mend the gaps along with the day laborers. Karmu told him not to work himself but act as overseer of the other laborers, and the laborers also told him that it was not suitable for him to work as a laborer himself. But Darmu said that he must earn his wages, and insisted on working. And in the same way Darmu's wife might have acted as overseer of the women, but she was ashamed not to work, too. One day they were transplanting the rice, and Karmu brought out breakfast for the laborers. He told Darmu and his wife to wash their hands and come and eat. But they answered that they belonged to the household, and that the hired laborers should be fed first. So the laborers ate, and they ate up all the rice, and there was nothing left for Darmu and his wife. When the midday meal was brought the same thing happened. Darmu and his wife got nothing but they hoped that it would be made up to them when the wages were paid, and worked on fasting. At evening, when they came to pay the wages in kind, Darmu's name was called out first, but he told his brother to pay the laborers first, and in doing this the paddy was all used up, and there was nothing left for Darmu and his wife. So they went home sorrowfully, and their children cried for food, and they had nothing to give them. In the night, Darmu's wife said, they promised to pay us for merely looking after the work, and instead we worked hard and have still got nothing. We will not work for them any more. Come, let us undo the work we did to-day. You cut down the embankments you repaired, and I will uproot the seedlings which I planted." So they went out into the night to do this. But whenever Darmu raised his spade a voice called out, HOLD! HOLD! And whenever his wife put out her hand to pull up the rice, a voice called out, Hold, hold! Then they said, Who are you to stop us? And the voice answered, You have done evil and offended Karam Gosain by scalding him. This is why you have become poor and today have worked without food and without wages. He has gone to the Ganges, and you must go and propitiate him and they asked how they should propitiate him, and the voice said, Grind turmeric, and put it on a plate, and buy new cloth and dye it with turmeric, and make ready oil, and take these things to the Ganges, and call on Karam Gosain." And they believed the voice, and the next day did as it commanded, and set off, leaving their children in charge of Karmu. On the way they came to a fig-tree, full of figs, and they went to eat the fruit, but when they got near they found that all the figs were full of grubs, and they sang, Exhausted by hunger we came to a fig-tree, and found it full of grubs. O Karam Gosain, how far off are you? Then they came to a mango-tree, and the same thing happened. And they went on and saw a cow with a calf, and they thought that they would milk the cow and drink the milk. But when they went to catch it, it ran away from them and would not let itself be caught. And they sang, We go to catch the cow, and it runs away. We go to catch the calf, and it runs away. O Karam Gosain, how far off are you? But the cow said to them, Go to the banks of the Ganges. Then they came to a buffalo and went to milk it but it lowered its head and charged them. And Darmu cried, but his wife said, Don't cry, and sang, If you go to catch the buffalo, Darmu, it will kill you. How shall we drink milk? How shall we drink milk? How far off are you, O our Karam Gosain?" And the buffalo said, Go on to the bank of the Ganges. Then they came to a horse, and they thought that they would catch it and mount it, but it kicked and snorted. And they sang, Darmu tries to catch the horse, but it kicks and runs away. How shall we reach the Ganges? O Karam Gosain, how far off are you? And the horse said, Go to the banks of the Ganges. Then they saw an elephant, but it would not let them approach. So they decided to push on straight for the river, and they saw under a banyan tree a large pot full of rupees, but they were so disheartened that they made no attempt to touch it. Then they met a woman who asked where they were going, and when she heard, she said, "'For twelve years I have had a pie-measure stuck on my throat. Ask Karam Gosain for me how I am to get rid of it.' And they promised. And going on they met a woman with a bundle of thatching-grass stuck to her head, and she made them promise to ask Karam Gosain how she could be freed. Then they met a woman with both her feet burning in a fire, and another with a stool stuck fast to her back, and they promised to inquire how these might be delivered. So at last they came to the Ganges, and they stood on the bank, and called to Karam Gosain. And when he came, they caught hold of him, and he said, Fie! what low-caste person is touching me? But they said, It is no low-caste person, but Darmu. Then they bathed him and anointed him with oil and turmeric, and wrapped him in the new cloth which they had brought, and thus they persuaded him to return. So they rose up to go back, and Darmu asked about the women whom they had met. And Karam Gosain said, The woman has a stool stuck to her back, because when visitors came she never offered them a seat. Let her do so in future, and she will be freed. And the woman has her feet burning in the fire, because she pushed the fuel into the fire with her foot. Let her not do so in future, and she will be freed. And the woman has the thatching grass stuck to her head, because when she saw a friend with straw sticking in her hair. She did not tell her about it. Let her do so in future, and she will be freed. And the woman has the pie measure stuck to her throat, because when her neighbor wanted to borrow her measure, she would not lend it. Let her do so in future, and she will be freed. And Karam Gosain asked whether they had seen an elephant, and a horse, and a buffalo, and a cow and money, and mangoes, and figs, and Darmu said yes, but that he had not been able to catch the animals, and the fruit was bad. Karam Gosain promised them that on their way back they should take possession of all, and they did so, and mounted on the elephant and returned to their home with great wealth. On their way they met the four women, and told them how they could be saved from their troubles. The villagers welcomed Dharmu, and he arranged a great feast, and gave paddy to all the villagers to husk. But when they had boiled it, the weather became cloudy, so that they could not dry it. So they prayed to the sun, and he at once shone out and dried the paddy. Then a day was fixed, and they prepared rice-beer, and worshipped Karam Gosain, and they danced all night, and got very drunk, and enjoyed themselves end of karmu and darmu this recording is in the public domain